The message you are listening to is recorded by Campus Outreach for the 2019 Campus Outreach New Year's Conference. More information about Campus Outreach New Year's Conference can be found at conycnd.com. I want to start, I want everyone to close your eyes. We're just going to take a nice nap for the next month. Everyone close your eyes. Um, and I want you to think about if your faith plays out in your life right now, okay, the things that you are putting your faith in, does it lead to that? No. Um, the things that you are putting your faith in right now, where does that lead you? Where does that lead you? Just take a moment to just in, in the silence of reality, just to think. If, if my faith plays out in my life, where am I going? What are some of the things that I would achieve or accomplish? What would my reputation be? What would my, what would my identity be in? Just take a moment to think about that. Your faith, as it plays out in your life, where do you see yourself going? Okay, you can open your eyes now. So, this is Faith Unseen. If you're not in the right talk, that was really weird for you. You can jump around, go somewhere else. Um, also, brief introduction, my name is Dylan Wright. Uh, I am the campus director at Ohio State, so it's been a rough few hours for us, um, for, for our school. Um, but really excited uh, to, to give this talk. We're going to be talking tonight about um, faith, about faith unseen, and really not just whether or not you live by faith, but even how can you walk by faith now as a Christian? What does that look like? And in the present, how can you walk by faith? And also in the future, how can you live a life that is lived by faith? And why in, in, in a Christian world do we talk so much about faith? And really, there's several places we could go, but one is Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews 11.6 says this. It says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Reward those who seek him with what? This is the topic of, uh, this is where the topic of faith can confusing, and we'll come back to this point. But I also believe that this topic, walking by faith, living by faith, is important. Because I think a wrong view of biblical faith, okay, a wrong view of what biblical faith is, I believe can be one of the leading causes to being um, a spiritual dropout. And, and that sounds harsh, but I think a wrong view of biblical faith, ultimately, if, if you don't understand what it means to walk by faith and glorify God in that, that I think it's one of the leading causes that in 5, 10, 15 years, you, you may not be walking with God any longer. We'll flesh that out a little bit more as well. Just a quick breakdown of where we're going. Um, I, don't, I don't think that it, it's wise or best for me to just sit here, stand here, and lecture to you guys. I know this is the, the second seminar kind of session. I know that you guys had lunch, and, and right now you're thinking, man, I'm getting a little sleepy like that and so um, I, I want to keep it somewhat brief but I also want to give us time at the end to sort of interact with some of the material a little bit on your own be able to process it on your own work through it but there's really just three main points there's three main points 
Um, so if you're, you're writing an outline, if you're writing notes, um, you can really put three points and kind of leave space um, beneath each point that, that we'll kind of cover uh, to, today, this afternoon. Um, and, and one last thing before we kind of jump in and get started is I, I have a challenge for you guys. Um, this is such a great conference for so many reasons. And these, these seminars are such a helpful tool for you guys. And, and there are so many people on staff from, from so many different perspectives, um, regions, cultural background, talking on so many different topics that I think you guys, there's, there's three sessions through the course um, of these next three days or two days of, of these seminars you can go to. And I encourage you guys, I'm, I'm thankful that you're here and, and hopefully you went to one earlier and thinking about which one you wanna go to next. But I encourage you guys, the challenge is sometime after this conference, all of these talks will be uploaded onto the COMYC website. And just encourage you guys to, maybe before you go back to school, maybe before classes start, your respective campus, or maybe during spring break, or maybe even sometime during the summer, go back and revisit and, and listen to a talk that you didn't have the opportunity to go to while you were here. Because there is so much just really great content that I think that these things are geared and, and thought for and prayed over that it would help stir your affections for the Lord, um, that it would help you worship, that it would draw you closer to Him. And so that's just kind of a, a little challenge I have for you guys. Let's not just keep um, kind of New Year's conference here in Indy, but even as you're going, um, wherever you may be going to, uh, continue to utilize some of the resources that are made available from this conference. I'm going to pray quickly, and then we will jump on in to some of our content this afternoon. So pray with me. Heavenly Father, um, you are a good God. Uh, Lord, that there are many in here um, right now that, that can testify to your goodness. And, and Lord, we are um, thankful for the ways that you're working in and through our lives. Lord, I pray that here in this room you would speak through me, Holy Spirit, that you would um, speak through me, but also that it would not just fall on deaf ears. I pray that the things of, of my flesh would quickly be forgotten and, and kind of cast out, but Lord, the things that you want us to, to meditate on, to think on, that would draw worship to you, Lord, I pray that it would penetrate deep into our minds, into our heart, that we, our ears would be opened, our heart would be softened, and we'd want to um, have a worshipful experience here even in the next 30 minutes or so. And so God, we uh, thank you for this conference, the so, so many great things, the, the friendships, the, the talks, um, it, just so many um, fun things that are happening, even as we have a full day of free day tomorrow. There's so many just small little things that really are a gift from you that we can so easily take for granted. We thank you, God, that you are a good God and that you love us um, deeply. pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right. Um, so three points. Point number one. Point number one. We'll start with misplaced faith misplaced faith. So with this, I, I think that this talk is a little bit less about whether or not um, we live by faith. I, I, I want to, you know, we can, if you want to talk to me more after uh, about that, you can. I, I think that it's kind of under the umbrella that um, 
And short answer is we all do. The, the question of now what is our faith in can, can, be, can be different. But I think we, we all, each and every day, do things and put our trust in things that are unseen. Things that are unseen. However, I think with, with this first point, what do I want to examine is, is what I would say biblically and for the Christian, what misplaced faith looks like. What misplaced faith looks like. So I think misplaced faith is faith in things perhaps going as planned, which can be a shallow faith, but faith in God's great love for you regardless of how things go is key. Um, good or bad circumstances, my faith is that I may experience God and be led to what Pastor John Piper would say is white-hot worship. What does that mean, white-hot worship? Just a deep reverence, um, this, this worship, this experience of God that um, is really, that we can't even compare it to anything else in our lives. That, there, that we are exposed in such a way that we have a great love and, and desire to know more of and worship of God. Um, but I think that oftentimes we can, even under a mask of, of what sounds good, we can quickly put our faith in wrong things. Uh, our faith can be quickly misplaced. And so I think that for Christians, um, oftentimes what we, what we would hear is something like this, God, you are good and you can do all things and I'm putting my faith in you that this desired result will come to pass. And, and, and the desired result is kind of fill in the blank, whatever that may be. I have some examples, I'll flesh this out a little bit more, but God, I know you are good. God, I know you can do all things and so I want, I, I'm putting my faith in you that this result will happen. And, and what we do is, is now we have, we have changed our thinking and really our joy that, man, that this result is, is ultimately my faith is in, that it would go according to what I desire and, and how I have planned. And so um, I, I don't think that um, it's wrong to think that to, it, before, to think that, God, you are all-powerful, you can do all things I am putting my, I think those are great that's great. Those are great things. But here are some ways that I think that it can leave us um, feeling some maybe negative thoughts about ourselves or about who God is. And so when we have this desire of I'm putting my faith that, that the things that I have envisioned will go according to how I see them and how I have planned could be what do we do when we don't get um, maybe a job that we apply for out of college, that you guys are working hard, you're getting a degree, that you have a field that you want to, uh, you know, that you want to make a profession, vocation out of, and you apply, and man, you, you don't get the job that you wanted. Maybe after college, or even as you're getting a promotion within, you know, you just you don't get a job that you want. Uh, what do we do when we, by faith, go to evangelize and are rejected? Right? That that you know, Lord, I'm I know you are good. And I know you are powerful, and I'm, I'm putting my faith that I'm going to a dining hall, and I'm going to try to talk to strangers, and I'm going to try to build trust with them and share the gospel. And I pray, Lord, that, it would, that you would bless me and it would go well, and that I'd meet someone, I'd be able to share the gospel. And what happens sometimes when, when that doesn't happen? Maybe it's, maybe it's a cold conversation, or you do, and you are able to share the gospel, but it's met with hostility. Kind of bleeds into the... To the next one, 
Um, how do we respond when our faith is tested and we feel alienated or persecuted by strangers, families, colleagues, etc.? I think that many of us just spent maybe a prolonged period of time with our families, and I think for some, that was really refreshing. That was restful. That was worshipful. That was great. For some, you could think, man, it was really hard. It was really hard to be around people I love and feel like I was met with opposition in my faith. That, that man, they just don't really understand um, me living a life that is um, following Christ, that is following Lord Jesus. And, and maybe even, man, I was hearing things of like, why are you wasting your money and your time going to this conference in Indianapolis? Um, why are you doing that? Why? And we start to, we start to think, um, man, you know, my faith is, is ultimately rooted in that I wouldn't face this opposition, that I wouldn't face maybe this persecution now that I am. It has me questioning. Or um, by faith, I, I'm, I'm going to ask this really godly girl that I have a huge crush on, that I like, out on a date, and she just said no. And now I, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm helpless. Lord, help me. Um, man, I saw someone hit someone over there. Just listen up. I'm sorry for you. Praying for you. Don't know what that means. Um, but maybe we can talk afterwards. Uh, that, that oftentimes we can, we can find ourselves um, putting our faith ultimately in a, in a desired result rather than who God is. Rather than the promises of God, we put our faith in a specific desired result that we have, that we, that we want to obtain. And when we don't get it, it can leave us feeling anxious, insecure, stressed, frustrated, burnt out. There are several things that this, this misplacement of our faith can lead us. Now, point two would be this, would be, so if, if that is misplaced faith, point number two is worshipful faith. So what does is, what is worshipful faith look like? What does worshipful faith look like for the Christian? Um, faith ultimately in who God is and how he is transforming you through various different avenues. Here, here's kind of Paul's mindset of that, the Apostle Paul. Um, he says in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. In all things, I have learned to be content. James in James 1, chapter 2 says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Jesus' mindset of this, of this faith in God who, who is transforming you. Jesus in, in the Beatitudes and in, in Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, said, Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And, and why can they say this? Because their faith, and, and this is what's important, their faith is ultimately not rooted in obtaining a certain result, but their faith is rooted in, in the God that they serve, in the God who loves them. Their faith is rooted in the promises of God. And so... It is true that God, for the Christian, is for you, that he loves you, that he's working things, all things, for the good of those who love him, that this is true. But ultimately what we think is, if that's true, then how it plays out is in things that I want. 
right? If this is true, then I'm going to have a successful evangelistic experience. That I'm not going to um, be in a, in a time where I may be in, in plenty or want. That I'm not going to get denied that job I desire. That, that friendships may not fade and fall away. That disease and sickness for myself or for my family. That, that God, I, I put my faith in you. I put my faith in you and things aren't going how I imagine them going. And you can start to see Satan's lies quickly bleed into our heart of, is God for you? Does God love you? Is this true of him? You can see that he's reversing already, as he did in the garden, his word. And twisting it to manipulate. Twisting it to manipulate you so that we, that we doubt in these things. But a worshipful faith is one that your faith is not completed when the things that you desire of God come to be, come to pass. But a worshipful faith is one that a faith it is being risky and doing things because, man, in this I experience more of who God is. That God reveals his, his character and his attributes to me. That I experience his great love through these things. And so what this means is worshipful faith is never wasted. Worshipful faith is never wasted. It's the opposite of, of, being, of your faith being misplaced. And do you really believe this? Well, that didn't, oftentimes we can think, man, that didn't work out because I didn't have enough faith. But oftentimes, man, it is your faith in that God is changing you into the image of his son and it may not be the specific desired result that we wanted, but that doesn't mean that it's not happening. That doesn't mean that it isn't true. Um, in success and failure, in dry spiritual seasons, in rich seasons, God is using everything around you to draw you to him. That it's by faith that we open up our Bibles to read God's word. That we would stop and think, man, here's a moment I need to pray. That here's a moment I, I want to I share my faith. Um, because I do care about this soul, that I do care about this person I'm sharing with, that I want to see them come to faith and repentance, that I want them to become a brother or sister in Christ, that I want them to experience salvation, that I want them to know their eternity is secure. But also, because I know that this is not wasted. That God is good and loving, and his promises are always certain. They're always true. It is not a wasted faith. So that, while that is what I desire, when it's met by, man, not returning the text and I ask to hang out, or sharing the gospel and they're super put off by it, or maybe somebody that you were really praying would be here with you at New Year's conference, isn't here and thinking, God, what a waste. What a waste of time. What, it's not. That there are things happening that are unseen. There are things happening that, you're right, you don't know what the end result of that may be. But it isn't wasted for you in that moment. That we pray and we pray and we pray. And I'm, I'm sure there are some people in this room that you have things that you pray all 2019 that never came to pass. Man, I was praying for maybe this person to make profession. I was praying that this disease would, would, would leave. That, that I was praying that I would feel healthy. I was praying that my friend would feel healthy. Um, I was praying that uh, I, I would 
you know, not feel is, is depressed or anxious or stressed. It just feels like, man, I'm just spinning my tires. Where am I at? Faith, worshipful faith is, even though I, I don't know, I know that God is doing something in this. I know that God is doing something in this. And when you have this faith, it bleeds into so many different avenues of your life. This is why, oftentimes, we need to understand that it is by faith that we study the scriptures. That we, because we, we learn more about God, we see his great love for us. But oftentimes, I think if we're honest with ourselves, it can be really hard. Like, man, I, I, I looked and I really don't, it really didn't do anything for me. You know, I wrote a couple things, made an application, had this thought, you know, but I don't know, just, I've gone a week now and nothing's really changed. I've gone a month now, nothing, nothing's really happening, nothing's really changed for me. We start to doubt, we start to wonder, why? Because my faith is ultimately in, I'm, I'm supposed to be different. Like, I'm not supposed to struggle with this sin anymore. Like, that's supposed to be gone. Or, or, or I'm not supposed to be wrestling with how this attribute of God plays out in my life because I can't feel it, I can't see it. Like, I, I should know, I should have clarity, I should have answers. But do we have the faith in God that those are not wasted times? That while we may not understand it now, that in a year, in two years, or three years, God will use this to bring us to a fuller realization of of not just answering the problems we have, but understanding more of who he is? Do we have that kind of faith? It, it's, I love this. This, isn't, this is probably more of a, a tangent on the importance of, of just daily Bible reading, but I think that daily Bible reading needs to be coupled with faith. But there's kind of a, a popular quote that I, I love, and um, the person says basically, you know, we, we need to read the Bible every day just as we need food every day. But if I were to ask you, like, hey, what did you eat for dinner two weeks ago? You'd probably have a hard time thinking, like, okay, today's Sunday, so, okay, two Sundays ago, what did I have for dinner? You know, I, I don't know. But I know that to be where you're at today, you needed that. Okay? You need that regularly. Maybe you didn't need that specific meal. Like, if it was, like, McDonald's, you probably get done with that. would have been fine. Maybe better. But if you go a long period of... Of, of not eating, you will, you will become weak. Eventually you will die. Right? So even though you can't lay out, okay, this is specifically what I consume, you know that I need that. And there's some meals that you can tell me, oh, gosh, it was my birthday a month ago and I went to Sizzler. I don't know. Had steak. It's great. You know, it was, it was amazing. I, I remember the you know, there was so much hype a few months ago about the Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's chicken sandwich. I will always remember where I was when I had that Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> and let the record show, it's better. It is. And I remember, I remember sitting in a, in a dorm with some guys at Ohio State. I was worshiping. I don't think they knew that. I was like, oh, God, you are so good. <laughs> this pickle, you know, it, unreal. Even the little things. They're kind of looking at me like, dude, you know, I'm saying those things myself. But there are some things that you, you, you do remember. You do remember. And there's times in the Word that they, they will stick out. Man, I remember I read this promise. I remember that I had this, this application. I shared this with a friend. 
you know, I shared this with another person on ministry. I shared that, or I heard this talk and this verse really stuck out. I remember that. I think for all of you, there's conversations. Um, whether you're a Christian or non-Christian, there, there's probably conversations that you can remember. Man, I remember hearing the bridge diagram for the first time. Probably never forget that. Probably never forget that. But do you remember all the times? Probably not. But having faith that, man, that is what unseen faith looks like. That those times are not wasted. We could go into this on so many different avenues. We could talk about um, just so many different things that we feel like, man, I, I haven't seen the end result of this. God, what are you doing? But he's doing things because it's stirring up worship. It's worshipful faith for us. And the third and final point, this is maybe the most important. So we've talked about, one, we've misplaced faith and the dangers and what that looks like. Faith in maybe not necessarily God or who God is, but ultimately that we kind of view God as this sort of genie. You know, if I make some deposits, then you'll ultimately give me this desired result, and that's where my faith is. That's, where I, that's what I want to have happen. Misplaced faith, we talked about. Second point was worshipful faith. Worshipful faith. Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the situations, even though we may not have answers to all the things that are happening, we know that, man, ultimately my faith is in God and who he is, and I know that he's doing something in my life, and I need to continue to, to seek him diligently and obey him. And the third is, is a Christ-centered faith. Third is a Christ-centered faith. Faith that is centered on the love of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It is a faith that believes that there is no person, object, anything that, you can, that can love you more than God. And we have to look, look no further than Calvary to see this love. When we are separated from God, unable to be reconciled according to our own actions or desires, that he has rescued us and brought us into a right relationship with him. A faith that is Christ-centered. And do you, do you know this love? God not only sent his son to forgive sinners and clothe them in Christ's righteousness. God sent his son to save you and to clothe you in Christ's righteousness. I think so, so often one thing that, that we maybe err on a little bit in our faith is that we don't, what I call, read ourselves in the Bible. We don't read ourselves into scripture. God, the word is God's, really his love story for man. But it's his love story for you. Right now, in this moment. That a Christ-centered faith, that there is nothing that could love you more. There is no one that could love you more, more than God loves you. And if you are in this room, that there is, regardless of where you're at on the spiritual spectrum, I'm assuming in here there's some people that maybe you've been walking with God for quite some time. There's some of you that are thinking, man, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure this out. But that you are here, it, God is pursuing you right now where you are at. And people's love will fail. 
It's not perfect. God is the perfect love. It is a perfect love that he has. It is faith that is centered on Christ that looks to the cross and sees that I have been forgiven, that I am loved. Think about that. Jesus left his heavenly throne in majesty and splendor and came into a sinful world and took on flesh and lived among sinful people for specifically you. For you. For you. That he, as is Max so eloquently put this morning, that he, he faced persecution, was mocked, was beaten, was put on, on trial, was accused, and was murdered and hung on a cross for you. I wish I could go and just take each and every one of you and you. Just put my hand on you. You. You know, maybe not everyone. I don't know. Might be weird. But I wish I could tell individually that it is for the world. And, and I think that we see this and we see our sins, our transgressions, your sins, your transgressions. Christ entered into your messiness so that he may save you. A faith that is rooted in this. A Christ-centered faith that begins and ends on the cross. That begins and ends for the love of Christ, his love for you. What does the love of Christ look like? 1 John 4.10 This is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Romans 5.8 But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Psalm 103.3 He forgives us all our sins and heals your diseases. Ephesians 2.13, but now in Christ, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Isaiah 53.5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that in him we might become the righteousness of God. John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That is Christ-centered faith. There is nothing that we could put our faith in that promises what that does. And so it's so much deeper than a faith in this will play out for, for how I desire, that for my good, for my pleasure, this is how this circumstance will play out. But our faith is in, man, I just want to look to the cross. And I just want to have a deeper, more intimate love for Christ. And that compels us. That compels us to live a life of faith. Knowing that this is what God, this is how God views me. I mean, imagine it. You know, if you had a friend or, or a spouse or, or whatever that you knew, man, 
you have their, their whole heart, their love, that, that they will pursue you with reckless abandon, how that would make you feel. The things that you could do, the confidence that you could have, how that would play out in your daily life. You have this in Christ. You have this in Christ that, that he, he knows you, which is actually a, a pretty scary thought. <laughs> There's nothing hidden before the throne. That some of us in here feel like, man, I've had a rough 2019. And if this person sitting to my left or this person sitting to my right knew about how rough it was, they wouldn't be sitting to my left and they wouldn't be sitting to my right. They would be far away from me. God knows this. God knows this. And you know what? He is pursuing you. He is calling you home. He is calling you in a right relationship with him. And what is our guarantee of this promise? Jesus going to the cross. Full knowing everything about you. Your insecurities, your struggles, your sin laid before the throne. And mercy and grace is what we receive. Mercy and grace is what we receive in Christ. Our faith has to begin and end here. Um, so, what I would like for us to do, um, and, and just to kind of close, um, would just be some, some of the people around you, you know, it can just be, you know, pairs or, um, you know, three people, whatever it may look like just to kind of bring some, some chairs around and, and really think about um, these kind of three areas. Man, what, where is maybe one thing, one area that I've misplaced my faith in? That, that actually I'm putting my faith in this circumstance becoming true for me or, or this thing becoming, where, where is one area that I maybe misplaced my faith? What, what is something that is a worshipful faith? What does that look like for you? What is an, what is an an attribute or characteristic of God that you that you are able to worship and find worship in. And the third one is, man, how are you convinced of the love of Christ? And man, how have you felt God pursue you? Or what area, and even maybe some of these verses that, that I just read, what resonates with you um, in those things? And so we're going to take some time just to kind of talk about each of those three points again. Um, so misplaced worshipful and Christ-centered faith how that looks in your life and then I'll pray to close this and we'll be done. Sound good? Pray with me. Father God um, we are thankful for your great love you have for us in Christ Jesus our Lord um, God I pray that um, our faith would be one that is Christ-centered one that um, does not sway, one that does not toss and turn like the waves and the sea, but Lord that is grounded and rooted in, in your love and the love that you have for us and that um, God that by faith we'd ultimately know that there are several things in our lives right now that maybe we don't have answers to or we are uncertain, but God that we are certain in our faith not in those things, but in who you are in your character and your love and the promises that you have for us in your word. Pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at conyc.com.